Haunted Highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another special episode of Pixelated Paranormal. This is part two of our seven-year anniversary special. That makes it episode 282. I, of course, am Sean. I'm drinking a spicy pickle beer. With me, as always, of course, is Preston. Preston, how are you, bud? What's up, all you cool cows and goblins, you crocodiles, crocodingos, you dudes and duets and skeletors and skeletons? I'm a fucking fancy bitch, and I'm drinking a fucking pre-mixed margarita out of a can. Nice. Look at you go, buddy. Watermelon. And, of course, the other beautiful face on screen is Big Steven. Big Steven, welcome back, buddy. Two in a row. What's going on, everybody? That's right. Two in a row. Had to come back for the part two. And uh, I'm drinking the summer breeze or summer freeze sorry it's like a bomb pop <laughs> diet mountain dew or not the diet mountain how, mountain how is it man you like it it tastes like a bomb pop nice i like and it's it. got caffeine to keep me awake i've been up since 4 30 this morning so gross i have tired energy yeah, drinks and cocaine it. will keep you awake you know right right what it did for gary Busey. but do you mix it in the drink and then chug it no nah, i yeah. I don't fuck with the, don't fuck with <laughs> yeah. the cocoa. Worked for Gary Busey. Look at his face. <laughs> well, guys, let's get back into it. On this episode, we're answering your Ask Us Anything questions and also sharing more listeners' stories. So before we do that, why not some more news? That's what I always say, boys. I got one special story for you. A person was recently busted trying to bring in an eight-inch pair of scissors into an Indiana jail. Mm. Is that another name for it? Smuggled into their prison pocket. That's right, folks. An unnamed person was recently booked into Laporte County Jail last week. Initially, they were reluctant to have their body scanned during the intake process, so the sheriff's office did due diligence and said, No, fuck that. We're going to scan your ass. Literally. Turns out they had a good reason to not want to be scanned because the initial scan showed what appeared to be a foreign object inside the anal cavity. A second scan would go on to show the object was indeed a pair of metal scissors. (sighs) The implement, in air quotes, was removed without incident. Giving no details about the extraction process, the deputy said it was without a hitch. The sheriff's office then said the jail's body scanner previously led to additional seizures of tattooing equipment, drug paraphernalia, and miscellaneous foreign objects before the scissor smuggling incident happened last week. So that brings us up to the icebreaker question, boys. What's the weirdest thing you ever put in your butt? Nothing. But. Ditto. (laughs) But, but. (laughs) um, I'm around people in the medical field all the time. And goddamn, is it common? So holy my, shit! <laughs> my, my grandmother, who was fucking like old school and like German, she didn't carry like a regular like thermometer in her mouth. 
you know, that you could put in. So if I was, like, spending the night at Grandma's and I have a, had a fever and I was a little kid, I always had to get the thermometer up the butt because she's like, that's the only way to check uh, your temperature. The correct way, you'll get a proper rating, little pressy. Well, like I said before, let's get to the real question, shall we? John asks, what do you guys think about vampire lore? Were they based on truth or ignorance of science? Preston, why don't you take the lead, bud? Man, that, that's that's a tough one. This is funny though that that the the main vampire guy is asking us. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying about vampires. Well, I think he he wants to know what our personal opinion is. I mean, John's the Ford leading expert among all the people we know on vampires and lore, but I think he wants to know like where we stand. So basically, he wants he wants to talk to the kindergarten kids while. Yeah. Okay, kids. Yeah. <laughs> what was the Irish vampire that we covered? Albatrock, Albatrock, Albatroche. Um, <laughs> that <Sure>. John. <laughs> Let us know. An adult. Yeah. So, anyways, the that our talk. There you go. So he he kind of was the yeah. forebearer for at least in some authors' eyes. John, you might be able to back me up or say you're full of shit on this, but um, some uh, some historians say that was the true inspiration for Bram Stoker. And when you go back and read that uh-huh. story, so they actually found the village, they found this rock, and when they tried to move it, weird shit happened. So. Um, you know, it's the paranormal, man. I, I, science, science cannot touch the paranormal. Sometimes I think we have a limited understanding of what's beyond the veil and how the universe works. And you know, in Islamic traditions, vampires are more like a special type of jinn that inhabit the other world uh-huh. that sometimes bleed over into ours, and we don't have a true scientific understanding of that. So I think some of the folklore of like silver and garlic and all that weird shit. Um, I mean, the Irish guy that's under a rock had to be buried upside down with like hawthorn twigs all around his body. Or otherwise, if you move the rock, yeah. the fucking end of the apocalypse is going to happen. Mm. And they said that when somebody <laughs> tried to move the stone, like uh, they they used like a big giant chain around it to try to move it uh, with a bulldozer and it split the rock and the guy's mm. blood got in there and they heard like weird sounds. I don't know. I wouldn't fuck with it, but part of me was like, fuck it, let's go dig it up ourselves. You know? Let me go kill a vampire. <laughs> just just get in there, right? Yeah. You know yeah. what? I won't mess around with pentagrams, but I'll definitely, definitely help you, you know, dig up a vampire. So as long as there's as long as there's no pentagrams around, we'll be fine. Um, John actually gifted me a really cool book called Dracula, Prince of Many Faces, His Life and His Times. Um, I've yet to read it yet, John. It's on the docket for this summer. But also, um, he hit me up, and I mentioned this book before, back when we did our three-parter on death and dying, um, Paul Barber's Vampires, Burial, and Death. Um, Let me get that out of the the shine there. Um, John hit me up and told me that, hey, on eBay there's this book and you really need it, and it's like dirt cheap right now. So I bought it blindly, haven't read it yet, but that's definitely something we're going to dig into deeper, maybe closer to uh, the Halloween time, John, this year's vampires and so on, but... I don't know, man. I want to believe in everything, but I think on the folklore side, like you said last time, Preston, we're a show about folklore and storytelling predominantly. I think it's interesting that you have the idea that there are vampires 
you know, you have um, bats and all that kind of stuff. Somebody asked the other day why um, why vampires turn into bats and why they wouldn't turn into like a mosquito or something <laughs> like that. And like all this stuff goes back to biblical times, like Lilith and everything else. And the idea with bats is that they're unclean and they're unbiblical, and so were bats. So anything we didn't like back in like the 15, 16, 17, and 1800s, we blamed it on the Bible. It's unclean, it's unbiblical, so it's bad, and so we just cast it in that negative light. So you already have you know, a lot of stuff stacked up against anybody who's anemic or has any kind of blood disease. But I think that with vampires, the folklore side of it's interesting because you also have cases of people getting buried alive and being accused of being vampires. And so they threw them in a coffin and shoved a stake in their heart and buried them. And they dug them back up a week later and there's like claw marks on the inside of the coffin. And so they're like, yeah, good thing we buried Jim because he's a vampire. You can tell because he scratched the inside of the coffin. No, he just killed his reality, ass. Yeah, you just you hit him with a, a pike and you threw him into a, a dark hole. And yeah, he's trying to claw his, his way out. So... I I think it's a lot of misidentified science. I want to believe that we have people like Dracula and Bela Lugosi and Nick Cage running around and stuff <laughs> like Cage. that. But I mean, <laughs> shout out to Renfield. Um, I, I don't know, man. I want to say predominantly it's going to be a lot of people misidentifying science or at least people misidentifying and misunderstanding science has led to the vast misunderstanding and prejudice against the idea of a vampire. Mm -hmm. Steve, what do you think, man? Man, I don't really know much about vampires. They're kind of like my least uh, interested thing in in the horror. I come from a more horror aspect than the more paranormal aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe that's just because like the whole like vampire and like romance angle they're really like intertwined together. Um, maybe that's why it didn't appeal to me so much as a younger. It's definitely gotten more interested to me over the, uh, as as an adult. But I think, honestly, all jokes aside, that probably has to do with John. He's very intelligent on it, and he makes mm-hmm. you look at the lore and uh, the movies and all that shit totally different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sure. Like when you're around when you're around people that really like that certain subject, I don't know. I, like, I know we bag on John a lot for being the Dracula guy or, you know, the, the vampire guy, but I think, I think it's dope. <laughs> I just look up to him, man. I wish I, I wish I knew enough about Steven like, is uh, Team Jacob. You know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, werewolves are cool, too, but, like, I don't know. I've just never been into either one of them. I, I'm, I, I do think that uh, they're uh, underrepresented in video game. And unfortunately, I was really looking forward to the newest one, the Xbox uh, game. Shit, I don't even remember the name of it now. <laughs> it's skipping oh, my brain. Yeah, yeah. It literally just came out and it bombed so hard. Redfall. It was. It's all about yeah. vampires and stuff, and like this whole town that gets taken over by this like paranormal entity, and it looks really cool. But it, unfortunately, it was a shit show, of a broken game. But I just I don't know. Vampires and werewolves. They're just. They're just. They're not represented good in video games. And every once in a while, you'll get, like, a really good TV show or movie and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. But whether it's, like, more based on science or um, faith-based stuff, I think more... I think it's more faith-based stuff than, than science. Okay. Yeah, just kind of like the... It's too, uh, it's too on the nose with all the cliches of the, you know... Bible and all that. Different different faiths and, you know... If we all, take your dog and make him pee into a cake and we feed it to Jerry and Jerry starts screaming, he's a vampire. Get him in the yeah. heart, boys. <laughs> Chop his yeah. fucking head off. Can you imagine, yep, like, exactly. can you imagine, like, dying, being accused of being a vampire? 
Dude, that would suck. Like your whole your whole family hates you. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, it was just like the the Salem witch trials, man. Like, yeah, it'd be so terrible. It just so, got to know, where, like, if you got pissed off at someone down the street, you just I would have been killed a long fucking yeah. time ago. No lie. <laughs> I would have killed you in high school. Yeah. We would have killed each other in high school. Steve. <laughs> If you think about it, like today, like if somebody accused you of something today, like your family's like, "Yeah, it's bullshit. We'll stand behind you, like whatever." But then back then, they're like, "What's this? I hear your son's a vampire." You're like, "I oh, fucking let's go get him right now. Let's hang him from a tree." I just not my kid. That's a son of that's a son of a devil. Yeah, fuck him. Now the kid's like, "Hold on, let me get my phone and TikTok it real quick." Oh, my fucking dad thinks I'm a werewolf. Look at this idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let me pause Roblox and TikTok it. Good question, John. Hopefully we answered right. It's hard for me to answer yeah, stuff like that. A lot of pressure on that episode yeah. when we do a dive into vampires. Man. Yeah. <laughs> he will. He'll be fucking fact checking us, pushing his yep. glasses. Yeah, up. he'll have to be our chat GP. Uh, punching the keys. He'll, he'll... Yeah. John, <laughs> if we do an episode on vampires, we're just going to go ahead and set you up with a video camera and have you Discord in and you'll be the special <laughs> guest because us three fucking right. nerds don't know anything about it. We need an expert to keep us in line. Mm. So be prepared. Yep. yep. Exactly. If you're watching live, then you're going to want to look up an adjacent live show we did a couple weeks ago titled 7th Anniversary Bonus Listener Story with Lazarus Corbeau. Because that bad boy is like a 40-minute long video in itself, and we're not smart enough to input that video into a live stream for y'all to watch now. Oh, no, so I could. do us a favor. It would just make this show way way longer than what it needs to be. So if <laughs> okay, you're listening fair. on the podcast, yeah, corrected. Yeah, uh, enjoy for live streaming. Get off your lazy asses and go click on the link. <laughs> All right. And if you're an audio podcast listener, you now actually know... Or maybe you don't, but our conversation with Lazarus Corbeau I actually listed as a bonus episode in itself. So, if you haven't already, just know you can listen to the entire 40-minute conversation with Lazarus on its own in a separate bonus episode between Part 1 and Part 2 of our 7-year anniversary special. Or, if you'd like, you can also watch it on our YouTube channel, which also... I mean, it's a lot of fun. Maybe you want to jump on there and watch everything we've ever done live because it's a lot more raw and unedited with the occasional content being cut. Any hoozle back to the show. So again, huge thanks to Lazarus Corbeau for joining us and thanks for the unbridled fear of ever trying DMT or anything else of the sort because now I'm too scared to even experiment. Hell yeah, man. He fucking saw, he saw the shit, man. Him and Joe Rogan. They're cruising. <laughs> so I, I thought about this the other. I, I thought about this the other day. <laughs> you thought about doing so, DMT? Well, no. Hold on. Kind of. So here's my thing. <laughs> so if you go to a float tank and you spend like at least twenty minutes into a float tank, your brain automatically releases natural DMT that your brain produces. Mm-hmm. So if I go mm-hmm. take a, a picture of Lom from Aleister Crowley, print that, tape that to the top of the float tank, and then sit in there mm-hmm. and just float. Mm. After 30 minutes, it releases the DMT. I'm floating, staring at the thing. I think I could summon the entity lamb that way without oh my having, to, ha- having to go get DMT and you know do something illegal. I'm just saying. They'll talk, they'll talk about that. Uh, I think it was, the, yeah, it was just the other day I was listening to it. Uh, Joe Rogan and Jelly Roll were on there talking about uh, being in, in a float tank on just edibles. 
and if you were on edibles of marijuana in a float tank like Joe's like it's it's terrifying I'm sure it would be the paranoia he's like it he's like it's fucking ter-. yeah he's yeah he's like it's terrifying he's like don't do it and then and I was like so you said that and I was like oh my god dude like I don't know yep I mean, I've been in a float tank like three times and like, you know, still stoke cold sober and it's like freaked me the fuck out. So I can only imagine if you're a fucking high as balls getting yeah. one of those things. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Israel wrote in. In high school, I had a teacher that taught us computers and he would always talk about how he had been abducted by aliens before and would go into detail about the abductions and stuff like that. One thing that's always stood out to me and always made me like question what we thought is real or not that's why i started looking into the paranormal so what moments in your life drew you into the paranormal and made you think to yourself you know what i need to go into this rabbit hole can i can i go first you go first yeah, i was gonna say can i go first because i don't want to lose this i don't want to lose this train of thought that i'm on so let me, <laughs> let me write this uh let me write this down real quick. You're going to write it down now? <laughs> yeah, well, no, okay. just as, because I, I already have my I answer. I want to make sure that I don't, I don't lose, I don't okay. lose this train okay. of thought. Okay. So awesome. I kind of, this is kind of like a, uh, uh, like a two, two-parter. So first off, uh, Israel is, is that teacher still around? Because we need to get that interview, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's make yeah. that shit happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he's probably not. They probably finally took him home to the home world. So, uh, or he's <laughs> disappeared because kids are terrible these days, and who wants to be a teacher? But uh, yeah. So my introduction to the paranormal, I don't really get into the rabbit hole like Sean and Preston do. They can dig and dig and dig. Um, I let mm-hmm. them do the digging and I listen. But my introduction in to paranormal was definitely an obsession with movies, video games of the sort. Okay, uh, yeah. When I was younger, you know, just being introduced to alien movies, uh, and not 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 like you know nothing against ET. It's an amazing movie, but not like the friendly ones, like the really terrifying ones. Uh, yeah. From the cheesy, terrifying to like the really terrifying, and then uh, and then like my dad telling stories as a kid. Like uh, I've told the story a long time ago on the podcast, but my dad. Being in like a Boy Scouts, Pueblos, like Cub Scouts type thing, and uh, them mm-hmm. teasing him, trying to get him to come outside, and he finally comes out there, and then they're all looking up in the sky, and there's just this light that's going very fast all over the place, and then yeah. it just disappears. And that always like really interested me um, back in the day whenever he told uh, told me that. And then it's funny whenever he was telling me about this story, I, I was gonna kind of like vibe off of this and ask you guys a question too. Uh, do you guys ever have any teachers that were kind of like cool into that paranormal? Uh, I know Sean, we probably have a mutual one in our high school days uh, with the art teacher. Uh, oh, yeah. Mr. Wise. Uh-huh. He's kind of a weird dude, you know, and like into that mm-hmm. weird shit. And uh, always, I don't know. What are you saying? All of us, are you saying all of us art folks are weird? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, like, uh, it, it's, you're not wrong, Steve. You're not wrong. Yeah. Eccentric. We're eccentric. Yeah. 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 <laughs> True. There eccentric, I think, is a nice Interesting. Way. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, individuals. yeah. Yeah. We yeah. prefer to be called eccentric. You know, having having a teacher like that, it's always easier to connect with yeah. a teacher like that. And and him bringing up yep. this question is really, really important because teachers don't get enough credit these days. And uh, yeah, for sure, man. Shout out to Mr. Rains in Little River, Kansas. When I was in foster care, I went to this amazing um 
high school experience for myself, K through 12, all in one building. And there was this one teacher, Mr. Rains, and he was so dope. He was the very first person ever that showed me uh, Evil Dead. And uh, yeah, and it was, and it was, it was, and he explained to us at that point, Evil Dead 1, and the, the transition from Evil Dead 1 to Evil Dead 2. And then wow. why why he did it and like and it was really important for him to show us that and it, and he was like a I don't remember what a fucking teacher he was forensics or something like that it was really weird but he was like it was just, he was so cool but I'll always remember that because just seeing something like that and then he was like and since 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 we were into that of course when we were younger in that era uh, this was like probably like right after nine eleven if not right before it. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just obsessed with like seeing the gore and shit like that and like and then mm-hmm. like you know just like the crazy zany you know stuff of it and then he showed yeah. us this other movie and I wish I could remember for the life of me but it was like just so over the top with like these death scenes with like these bullets and stuff it had nothing to do with paranormal just ultra violence and it was just so 70s and just <laughs> over the top are you sure this wasn't me pretending to be a teacher no, right yeah like dude it was wild so, so this gave me that thought of, of like that so yeah so mm-hmm. that's what got me into it um I want to, but I do. When I hear your guys' answers, I do want to hear your answers on the teacher yeah. type side of things. I mean, I've always been geared artistically towards art teachers, man. Mrs. Hermreck back in grade school, Mrs. Knuckles in middle school, and then meeting Frank, uh, Mr. Wise in high school was just like, oh my God, like this guy's just fucking amazing. And Pete Henderson was awesome too. We had a really great teacher there. Um, before that, in grade school, I had Mrs. Barrier who was my third and fourth grade teacher. And like, she did nothing but support you and promote you to do the things that made you happy. So, I mean, that was really big for me was just like, wow, I can be an artist and I can be a little weird. Like I remember once, um, Mrs. Barrier was just rad and I'll bring her up again later. Um, oddly enough, but I remember what was so cool about her is I didn't care to read that much when I was little, like reading's fine, but like nothing interested me. But I fucking loved comic books. And I remember once, like, Mrs. Barrier introduced in third grade the idea of, like, hey, every day we're going to have a reading period. And I didn't know about Goosebumps yet at this point. But I remember I snuck in, like, Punisher War Journals, where it was a gnarly, gnarly episode or, or issue where Punisher's fighting Jigsaw. And it's just, like, blood and guts and bullet holes, like you said, Steve, and, like, bloody bandages Wait, and from stuff like, like that. Jigsaw from the movie Saw? No, no, no. There was a, there was a, okay. <laughs> no, Punisher's arch nemesis. What up, Puffins? But I, I would, I, she's like, bring books from home and read. So I brought a comic book and I'm reading it. And like this girl, I forget who it was. She was so disgusted that I was reading a bloody comic book. She told on me and like Mrs. Barrier said, okay, snitch. And <laughs> Mrs. Barrier said, all right, Sean, can you, oh, she called me Maynard. All right, Maynard, bring it up here. Maynard. And so I brought it up to her desk and she looks at it and she's like, huh, that's kind of neat. All right, honey, I'm going to have to hold on to this till class is over. I was so bummed out. Like, oh, no, come on, Miss Barrier. And then later she like, my parents were at the school for something. And like, she gave me back the comic book and was talking to my parents. And she's like, so like this came up and your son's reading this comic book. And it's very interesting, very action packed. But like, I just want to let you guys know he's reading. Like he's actually engaged in reading. So for a little while, for the time being, he can bring comic books to school. They need to be a little more, you know, appropriate, not so violent. 
But I'm just like, even at a young age, I'm just thinking like, holy. They went and got you born. You're right. No, I had a shit ton of garage sale <laughs> comics, man. It's probably Spider-Man. But I just remember thinking like, she's letting me read comic books. This is so crazy. An adult in school is like, you can read comics. But any hoozle, man, she she was a badass teacher. I love Mrs. Barrier so much. She ended up being my third and fourth grade teacher. But um, I never had any teachers that really specifically talked about, you know, the paranormal. But I mean, <laughs> they didn't want to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. This fucking nutbag over here. I could, I could probably ask Frank now if he ever had any weird experiences. But he's like, know, how much time you got? To, <laughs> right. <laughs> to go back to Izzy's question. um, I think part of what got me into it um, is Unsolved Mysteries, of course, watching those shows and seeing ghosts and UFOs and stuff like that. And there was a really great TV show back in the 90s called Sightings that would come on. I remember that. kind of delivered as more like a news story show where it's like, okay, and now in Brazil, three girls said they encountered a demon. And that was like, you know, the I forget what it's called, but... I, shows like that really got me interested in it and kind of like made my antenna, you know, kind of perk up. But also like weird shit would happen when I was little too. Like I'm pretty sure the basement was haunted. Like I'd hear voices and see shadows. And I know some of that was just, you know, shadows casting on the wall in my own, own imagination. But there's so much stuff that happened. It's hard to believe it was all just figments of my imagination. But before I ramble on for another hour, Preston, <laughs> <laughs> what got you started? What made you think, hmm, I need to start investigating this shit? The man, the myth, the legend, Big John Wiener himself. Mm-hmm. Um, boom, 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 boom. Fuck yeah. You, you know, uh, it's. I, I would look back and say that if. Uh, you know, like this show, for example, I feel like this mm-hmm. show is a safe, safe place. So you can come on, mm-hmm. you can share. You can share your stories, and you have three guys that are going to be into that fucking story. Now, we might not believe you. Yep. But we're going to be into that story. We're not going to judge you for it. And so Mm -hmm. dad always gave me that safe place to where he would, um, you know, like my my brother, God rest his dumb soul, was like, I'm going to be Buddhist. He's not dead. Your brother's very much alive. I was like, did he pass away? Fuck's sake. God love him would be an appropriate. I could, if I can only get that. Yeah. If I can only get that lucky. (laughs) Oh my God. God. Yeah. Seventh year anniversary special. You heard it here first. (laughs) Kevin, just so you know, I love you and I'm happy. Holy shit. I never speak of you in past tense. Kevin, I love you too. I just want you to know that. (laughs) Oh my God. But, uh, so, but no, the, the point I was getting at, so like, you know, Jason decided he was going to be buddhist and dad's like you know like that's fucking dumb but then he would go to the bookstore and buy jason books on buddhism but like here read this and so growing up dad would always like you know zacharias sitchin um uh what was the uh the ancient astronaut guy um eric von daniken he would go to the wichita public library and the friends of the used bookstores and he would buy me all these used books he'd be like here just read this and so I start reading. I'm like, oh, dad, this is interesting. And then when I start having, like, you know, shadow people encounters, um, he'd be like, well, let's talk about it. I don't know that I believe it, but let's talk about it. And, you know, growing up, he'd be like, well, I don't know about aliens. I don't know about the Loch Ness monster, but I can tell you Bigfoot's a thing. And so he started telling me stories about shooting Bigfoot in Vietnam. And then when I went ghost mm-hmm. hunting, 
um dad was like i don't know if i believe it but fuck yeah i'll go along with you like let's go ghost hunting together mm-hmm. and so the fact that i always had this yeah. guy in my corner bonding who was always pushing me to explore more even if he didn't totally 100 believe in it he wasn't going to dismiss any stories that i told him or he wasn't going to mm-hmm. dismiss any experiences so having that safe place with him um really always pushed me to delve deeper into it because i'm like look this this is fucking fascinating i i mean like i'm fox Mulder. i want to believe i don't know how much of it i do mm-hmm. but i want to believe and i could go have this conversation with my dad and you know even like the kids now like i don't know how much of it they buy into but they know that they can come and talk to me about it and i'm not going to be like dude get the fuck out of here with that and be like fuck yeah bigfoot what do you want to mm-hmm. know well let, let daddy go crack open his book right now so I, I that, that's yeah. Let me go crack open my beer. And let's talk about aliens. Let me crack open a Cayman Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, hey, real quick, who is the Puffins? Is that Addy? No. So man, I feel like a total as a father to my my my, uh-huh. my son's friends. I feel kind of like a dick about this story. So the other night, Blake was fortniting with uh, with Davy and. Uh, Blake called him a crippled and I'm like what does he have fucking cerebral palsy or something <laughs> and David got rest his soul is like yeah I actually do and I was like oh, god dang it David didn't die you fucking idiot yeah I was like <laughs> I put my foot in my mouth but he's like no, that's cool man so props to like David for letting me like <laughs> trash talk you as much as I do my own son I oh like you god. but hey since you're commenting on our episode get your little ass over to the like and subscribe button and subscribe to this shit <laughs> <All right? laughs> milk yeah. it okay so the puffins is somebody we do know them what's up dude uh they told me to watch my mouth listen to this my mom and dad were watching in the beginning <laughs> and Preston's just dropping fuck yous left and right so nice. that's not awkward it's, it's on brand <laughs> hey it's all yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> to david and my son this is flagged as not safe for children so how are you even on here watching this right now i think we uh, yeah. we need to moderate your guys's youtube privileges and <laughs> you just need to moderate your fucking children moderate your son he's asking us if we like glizzies what is a glizzy i i feel like an old man let me listen to this old fuck <laughs> look it up google it <laughs> man i don't want to do i gotta put safe search on am i gonna be embarrassed i don't know yeah. google it see what it comes up <laughs> Do you like glizzies? Uh, it's it's a slang term for a hot dog. Yeah. Huh. Now is a hot dog a hot dog or is a hot dog being? You like that glizzy in your throat? Glizzy <laughs> gobbler. Well, how, how does Steve know all these like young person talk and Sean and I are like I don't know what are you talking about? Dude, Steven's got his finger on the pulse, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm in I'm in the I'm in the know, bro. I hang out with young peeps all day long at my job. <laughs> Word. Yeah, dude, he's the cool stepdad, man. (laughs) (laughs) Taking Bentley to the arcade and shit. Also, uh, real quick, that was one of the most endearing photos I've seen, man. The the back shot of you and uh, Bentley just standing at arcade cabinets was really heartwarming. Yeah, that place is badass, man. That place is is cool. Yeah, you know, it was uh, was good to see to see that you said that he's never played pinball before ever been on a pinball machine it's true and that kid it's true. It blew my, fucking it was just weird. knocked the shit out of that game um growing up dad bought me and jason like one of the big authentic pinballs we had the uh was it the, the so 10 million 10 million dollar man and uh the mm-hmm. uh, abbott and costello like a gold digging like pinball machine from the 30s wow. we used to sit down in the basement for like hours and just be like that's a fucking dream of mine is to have a is to have a real 
pinball machine. But more now, I'd rather just get a digital one, you know, because they're just so badass. And like the, yeah. the, at the arcade, they have all these awesome pinball machines, and they just debuted Foo Fighters' new one. There's only like four or five thousand oh, in shit. the U.S. That's awesome. And it's Let's ba- go play it and cry, Preston. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Because, I love like, you, Taylor. You guys know all yeah. the songs and the lore and stuff, and. I mean, there was people lined up to play that thing and, and like, yeah, listening sure to the sounds and shit and, like, Dave's talking through it and the other band Jesus, members are talking. Man. It's really cool. So oh, it's fucking oh. rad. Definitely go there. And you can just walk in and play that. You don't have to, you don't have to like, get the wristband or nothing. You can just play the pinball. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah just 50 I'm like, pop. I'm like a Chevy right now, like a rock. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it's cool, man. We should all go there. If we ever have a listener meetup, that's definitely a place we got to look into. Oh, let's do that. That'd be fun, Steve. That's a good idea, awesome. man. That's a really good idea. Well, back to the questions sure, here. Um, speaking of brothers that, that we like, <laughs> <laughs> my brother wants to know, if cost was no issue, what paranormal site would you go visit? Let me kick the, the lid off of this one. Kev, I would take a trip to West Virginia, hands down, because we've got the mob. Really? Everywhere in the world? Mm-hmm. I think so, because it's got the stuff that I love. Like we could, we could go like to Loch Ness, shit like that. We already had our man on the street out there. Isaac was already just doing some, yeah. doing some work for us up there. But <laughs> no, West Virginia, because you've got you've got the Mothman, you've got Ingrid Cold, you've got the Flatwoods Monster, you've got the Grafton Monster, uh, Sheep Squatch sightings, Bigfoot sightings. Yeah. It's got all the fucking good stuff you want. Ghost stories galore. Like why do I have to go all the way across the fucking globe when I can just go like you know a day trip? trip to to west virginia man it's got everything i've always wanted so true what about you steve man i don't know i didn't did i even see this question i don't think i No, i threw it in there (laughs) he sent it to me after we recorded last week and i was like hey uh, you're switching it up on me it's cool it's a good it's a great question um well Well, okay preston well hold on you take it okay yeah yeah. okay go ahead and go ahead preston i'm still thinking Okay, I had to look it up because I don't remember the name of it. But, dude, I'm not going to go to any fucking place in the United States because that's not going to cost us a fucking dick or a nickel to go to yeah, that's what I was thinking Pleasant too. Point, I was like, uh, West Virginia. I want to go there, like, but... Dude, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, a fucking, that's a weekend trip, you bloob. Like, Hoya Forest Fuck is a in Romania. <laughs> that... Uh, it's uh, you know, it's got like a cold activity going on. It's got like some weird Ooh. portal to hell. People get lost for fifty years and show back up the same age they were. Like there was that guy that went in when he was ten, came back out forty years later, was still ten years old and didn't d- age a day. But somehow time had fucking moved, story you know, was that years. that we haven't talked. about. <laughs> yeah, what Benjamin Button no, ta- is this? Yeah, we, yeah no, we talked shit, about man. it. And then if you go uh, to is it uh, seven years ago? <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> you go to blurb. like Czechoslovakia. Uh, uh, castle uh, Huska that we talked about that the that is the castle that was built inwards because there there's like this whole pit to hell that like army of darkness vampire bats and demons were flying out of um, and so those two are relatively close together that's like a you know you go to one and then a day's trip later you go to the other so fuck let's go to mm-hmm. fucking Romania let's like knock this bitch out of the park go over to Europe experience like time travel <laughs> and demons and fucking army yeah. of dark I get my yeah. boomstick and be like you know suck on this bitch <laughs> point but I mean we're gonna West. blow your wad going to the UK and, and to Europe let's just I'm gonna spend my money here at the in the states bud um then we can spend all the extra money on beer and stuff yeah <laughs> that's all there is there is paranormal and beer <laughs> okay there's actually a 
a beer brewery that bases their beer on the paranormal, dude. It's like Greenbrier, I think. Yeah, I know. It's all in one synchronicity. You know what? We'll just get we'll just get we'll just get Sean Foley loaded and just kick him in the river and be like, "Save him, yeah. Mothman! Save yeah. him!" <laughs> what? So I I got mine. It's a tie. Okay. Tie between. Um, I don't know. They're both just so. They're both just so terrifying to me. But it's also like selfish because, like, when I think of like, where would I want to go to paranormal? Because like, most paranormal places, I kind of do agree with Sean because most paranormal places, it's like, oh, you go here. Oh, you're going to one spot. Cool. Whereas mm-hmm. in West Virginia, you know, like it's everywhere. So mine would either be Japan to the whatever whatever forest. Uh, oh yeah. Word yeah. you're not supposed to say. Yeah. Schmuishnied. Yeah, uh, and then um, the other one would be the catacombs in in, in Paris. Oh, Just because shit, even though it's man. really mainstream, and I would never attempt to go anywhere like off the. I ain't trying to be in that fucking uh, as above, so below shit. And, but just mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know, just like anytime I go to any kind of cave, it's one of my favorite things to do. We're going to Branson uh, next weekend. Yeah, next weekend, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm hoping we can do the cave. Um, without having to pay for the immense into the park but just like anytime i'm in a cave dude it's all i think about is is the catacombs and stuff like descent and shit so mm-hmm. it would be the catacombs of paris or that pally i can't remember the name of that forest but it's fucking it's just crazy the stuff that has happened it translates into death forest because everybody goes there to commit suicide or they end up missing uh but if I had to visit, if I had to say, if we had to plan a trip yeah. paranormal themed in the United States, Gettysburg, because if you go during the day while there's a reenactment going on and you set up uh-huh. equipment at night, you can actually hear like trumpet sounding, you can hear cannon fire. So like the ghosts mm-hmm. that haunt that area react to the reenactments and you can get a lot of weird creepy paranormal shit so i would love to go to a battlefield or that's waterproof speakers buried in the ground homie mm-hmm. yeah I, i'd like to go i'd like to go to a battlefield to check that shit out but people say that in tight. the middle of the night you can actually see you know ghost soldiers like walk across the road that you can see through and they like disappear and there's all sorts of crazy shit so i'd mm. I, you know i'd waste a weekend trip on that and it's not going to cost us any money a Yokigahara forest. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, and, and he's right. Like on that in Gettysburg, that would be the that'd be another reason that I mean, I want to go to a place like Auschwitz, you know, for lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's got to be paranormal stuff somewhere like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though that even that's not what to go for, but it's like it'd just be so wild. Yeah, like we talked about last time with the stone tape theory. Like, there's enough atrocities. Um, that happened there that like energy was bound to have gotten caught up in mm-hmm. that location yeah no, most or even like plantations and shit back in the day I'm gonna old man Sean real quick though if we go to Auschwitz we can't be like all those fucking uh, kids that go to Auschwitz and then take pictures on the railroad tracks like they're sitting there like yeah. ooh ooh like dude show some fucking respect well here, here here's the thing I think I I think I think I talked about this on here before uh, when Katie got me those tickets to go to the Kansas City one. That's the thing I was blown mm-hmm. away by the most is just like the the respect when you're yeah. inside mm-hmm. the event, outside the event. You know, there were people outside the event that were kind of mimicking the trains and stuff. But 
like inside the event it was really really respectful so i would hope that inside the event but then again i have seen clips of people at auschwitz doing stupid things but it's just like man and you do got to watch that stuff because who was it like jake or logan paul got goofed up um, in the forest because they're in the forest and something happened and i don't know if they were filming us if they were filming somebody oof them yeah, somebody just oofed themselves. Yeah, they came across somebody. Yeah, that that had just done that, and then uh, kind of like filmed it and was like, "Oh, I can't believe what I just saw." You know, like clearly, like mm-hmm. you know, you're still filming that, and you walk away from it. You still chose to upload that. It's just greasy, you know. Yep, exactly. Especially make money off of it. It's so lame. Well, folks, how about another listener story? Our final listener story for the seven-year anniversary. A story so chilling and deeply impactful that Preston and I both argue whether or not we've shared it before. <laughs> okay, Steve, l- listen to the details of this story. I swear to God, we covered it. I bet. And Sean wants to argue with me. He didn't save the fucking show notes from like four or five years ago, so we're arguing that on one of our anniversaries, we covered this. So I need you to back one of yeah. us up. I don't care okay, I'll, if I'm wrong, he's right, but you need to get in the corner. Fist up, brother. Fist up. <laughs> Next, <Yep>. let's go. <laughs> right? Okay, so real quick, I keep listener stories that get sent to us via email in a special folder. This one was in a folder that said listener stories. I then would move them into another folder that was categorized that we had already burned them. So this one was still in the listener story folder, and I assumed that it was a newer story. Mm. Anyway, guys, this is from an anonymous listener. The little kid that lived behind us. When I was younger, maybe four or five, we lived in an Air Force base in Texas. I don't remember where exactly, though, but when we lived there, we lived in the base housing where active military members and families lived. And I know that I was young and all, but I still remember these dreams I would have pretty often where I would be out playing in the backyard with my family. Then, all of a sudden, I would start floating up into the air. I would start yelling for my parents to help me, but they wouldn't hear me. Oh my god. And they wouldn't be paying any attention. So I'd just start floating up, up into the sky, past the power lines, and up above the trees. And I could see all the roofs of the houses, and I would just keep floating on up and up and up until everything would just fade to black. And then I would wake up. Anyway, all the backyards connected and were separated by chain-link fences. I remember that we had a house on each side of us on the left and the right, and that we had a house behind us too. The people living next to us on either side were one Caucasian family and the other one Hispanic. And the family behind us were Asian. This little note is important. The Caucasian family had two kids, but they were a little younger than I was. They were maybe like three or four. But I remember them just being able to walk, but still a little wobbly. The Hispanic couple were younger, maybe in their 20s, with no kids. But the Asian family that lived behind us had a little boy about my age named Nefu. And I remember thinking it was a funny name because to me it sounded like Nephew. And so I assumed I was his uncle, and I called him my little nephew. I remember always going back to the backyard to play with Nefu, by the back fence. 
We would throw a ball back and forth or play with my Ghostbusters or He-Man toys and pretended like they were climbing the fence or other times we would just sit there cross-legged and talk. He was my best friend, but there was also something strange about him. What I'm about to say next kind of sounds bad, but just stick with me because it's not, I swear. There was something about his eyes that I remember being different than mine, like they were a little bigger than mine and kind of slanted, which was kind of funny to me. One day I even asked my mom if she knew anybody that had slanted eyes, and I did that shitty thing where I pulled the corners of my eyes to make them squinty. I know, super shitty and racist, but I was like five and this was the 80s. My mom laughed and told me that that wasn't nice, but I was describing someone that sounded like they were from Asian descent. So I told her, oh, okay, guess what? I have a friend from Asia. And she just smiled and said, oh, well, that's nice, or something like that, and went back to doing whatever she was doing. Nephew and I would go on playing with each other through the fence for about a year and a half until my family and I moved out of the base housing. My dad got a new set of orders, so we packed up all of our things, and my family moved to a different state. The day that we left, I was sad that I was leaving my friend Nefu, and that I would never see him again, and I cried while we were pulling out of the little town that we lived in. My dad asked what I was so sad about, and I should be excited for new adventure. I told him that I was sad because I was going to miss my friend Nefu that lived behind us. Years later, maybe 20 or so, I was at my parents' house, and my mom was telling me about how she'd recently reconnected on Facebook with the mom of one of the families that we lived next to on the base. And it dawned on me that maybe mom remembered the last name of the Asian family that lived behind us, and I could try to track down my old friend Nefu. So I asked her if she could remember the Asian family's name that had the little boy who lived behind us but she just stared at me with this look, puzzled. She thought for a moment and then told me something that still gives me goosebumps now and again. There wasn't any family that lived behind us. There was just an empty field. Hmm. No, I remember Nefu clear as day. He was almost my age, had the funny eyes, and his family lived in the house behind us. Nope. Mom still insisted that no, there was just a field. But I even remember the house. It looked just like ours, but just backwards. So not believing my mom, a few days later when I went back to my parents' house, I waited until my mom was out of the room and asked my dad if he remembered the Asian family that lived behind us with the little boy. Nope. Dad remembered both families that lived on each side of us, their first and last names, and even two or three of the families that lived across the street. But he said the same damn thing. No one lived behind us. And even furthermore, Dad didn't recall any Asian families being in the neighborhood at all. What the fuck? And here's what's weirder, though. When I would have those dreams about floating up, like I said before, I could see all the rooftops of the houses in our neighborhood. And guys, there wasn't any rooftops behind us. So what the fuck, who the fuck, or maybe better yet, What the fuck was Nefu, an imaginary friend? Oh, also, the dream stopped after we moved to the new state. So by now, you guys are probably thinking what I'm thinking. Big, slanted eyes, 
floating into the sky? Was I being abducted out of my own backyard? Keep up the great show, stay spooky, my best, Anonymous. Mm. I'm thinking what Kevin's thinking. Kevin says, this sounds vaguely familiar. Thanks, Kevin, for having my back. Uh, you're my favorite brother. Okay, now let me just uh, let me just see let me see that and raise you this, Kevin. We lived in base housing, so maybe that's why it sounds familiar. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Now we both have to really dig deep down and figure out if we had Asian neighbors that live behind us, Kev. Yeah, this does this does not uh, this uh, this doesn't ring a bell to me. But then again, I can't remember shit. So, Hmm, but. I don't know. Man. All right, this so a, I mean, it's still split. Shit. All right, you got Steve in your corner, and I got <laughs> yeah. Kevin in his underwear and Legos in the other corner. I think I might pull out for the win. I think I might pull out yeah. for the win. Rob will be the deciding factor. I'll get a text message at like two in the morning when he's getting off work, and be or about midnight when he's getting off work. And yeah, that story, he'll tell me whether it's true or not. Kevin, or whether we listen stop, to it or not. Sorry, Kevin, stop talking right now. You're just you're adding fuel to the fire. Well, that's what I was thinking. No, don't let Sean know that you were thinking that maybe it might be familiar because you lived in base housing. Oh. Kevin, you're in my corner. Just stop. <laughs> stop while you're ahead. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think I got you by the short and I curlies. I don't think the so. short and curlies <laughs> <laughs> from our buddy Adam. I think it'd be a good time to have you and Preston give us a rundown on your history with paranormal slash UFO stuff and what you guys, what got you guys interested in the first place. I'm sure that it's been covered, but after seven years, a refresher would be nice. So kind of like that, that question story. kind of piggybacks. <laughs> that question mm-hmm. piggybacks on what Israel had asked, so I kind of throttled myself and didn't give away everything at the beginning. So cool. um, for me, man, um, I said it time and time again, first of all, all the spooky books at the Jefferson Elementary Library, um, scary stories to tell in the dark were a big one for me because those things will fucking scar you for life. Um, goosebumps, another shout out to my third and fourth grade teacher francis barrier um after you know comic books were kind of um you know being questioned um we had scholastic book fairs i saw goosebumps in the scholastic book fair and i was the goosebump king dude i bought the box set books one through four flex. i bought the second box set flex. five through eight um i was the kid dude the book fair get your whole you know load of books you ordered i'd always have four or five goosebumps man Holy bro you had stock in fucking scholastic homie <laughs> right so okay there's two things that really predominantly make me think about ufos and aliens number one has to be um i don't know when it was anymore what age i was but i remember um i was watching a documentary about ufos and i went to bed thinking like gee i hope i don't get abducted and then i remember waking up sitting cross-legged in my With bed a probe in the basement my butt. <laughs> cross-legged on my bed at my parents house in the basement and what was strange is the room's completely dark i'm sitting cross-legged on the bed i realize for however long i'm just staring at the empty doorway out into the family room and i think well that's weird why am i looking outside of the you know in the family room and so i go to lean back and lay back down on my bed and i flipped out of the bed onto my head and my ass on the floor i had woken up sitting cross-legged on my bed sitting perpendicular to how you normally would in a bed. What the and then hell? to make shit even weirder, when I went around my bed and turned the light on, my bed was made better than I would normally make any bed that I slept in. So I don't know what it was. I could have slept 
walked, I could have slept, made my bed, I don't fucking know. But it definitely made me think, oh shit, what the fuck just happened? And then furthermore, the story I've told time and time again is at my grandma's house, um, laying on the air mattress in her house in the, you know, summer evening and hearing some weird noises outside and then basically getting like the sleep paralysis where I watch this gray, big bobbleheaded thing outside the grandma, uh, my grandma's mm. back door. And then all of a sudden, like Creepy. it's in front of the door and all of a sudden it's like in the kitchen and then it's just like rushing towards me and it jumped at me and I raised my hands. I told that story. It'll be really familiar. I told it better when we're talking to Lazarus. But yeah, those two things really made me think like, what the fuck, man? Aliens and UFOs are terrifying. And I mean, I went down the rabbit hole reading the Betty Andreessen uh, abduction story, reading Communion, renting both of those from the library um, and any other like UFO and alien book I could find from like, you know, fourth or fifth grade up through like middle school was I was really hard and heavy into it and still as an adult man I got like 30 or 40 books now or more and it's cool yep still into it still digging it so what about you Presto I mean it's the same answer as I gave right ago. yeah you know, I know, uh, I know Big John Big John Wiener you know read this book read this mm-hmm. book and so that's really kind of what got me started down that rabbit hole and then you know when it comes to like ghost hunting and and stuff you know when i met you when we were sharing paranormal stories you know swapping swapping tales uh i was watching paranormal witness one night and one of the stories on there just really hit home and you know the evidence that they were showing on the 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 show i was like you know look these fuckers can do it and prove to a certain degree that it probably happened um i should be able to do this and um that you know after talking with you i'm just like okay i'm I'm gonna go i'm gonna go get this recorder i'm gonna you know read these books i'm gonna do these things and you know dad was super supportive of that the one night that we went to bella vista in el dorado you know he wanted to tag along um, oh, dude, even though he would sure. get his fucking old ass out of the truck as he's being a pussy about it he was just like right, <laughs> let me know what your boys find uh just i'm gonna hang back i'm gonna hang <laughs> he didn't want to waste his time walking <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hang back here and you know my my brother was the same way you know being being buddhist uh he's like i don't know if i believe in this and then i i took him to a cemetery one afternoon we we were out in the middle of this country you know middle of nowhere dirt roads all around us no houses around us no trains um and we're walking around the cemetery just me and him and i'm doing the thing like you know if anybody's here you feel like talking to us you know please leave us a a message you know my brother doesn't believe in any of this try to prove to him as much as you can that this is real mm-hmm. we're walking around like 20 30 minutes every inch of the cemetery every corner i'm saying the exact same thing and i go back to the recording and about 20 minutes in you hear me say all these things like you know hey prove to my brother that this is real and you hear this very distinct male voice and it's really gurgly and it's like christ is dead and i'm just like well there you go so I chopped up that audio <laughs> file. I sent it to Jason and said, you were there with me that day. You, we were out in the country. It was just me and you. That's not my voice. That's not your voice. Fucking prove to me what that was if that was not something tied to the paranormal. And he was like, holy shit, I'm a ghost hunter. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know. I, holy shit, I'm a ghost hunter. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like to think that I, I opened That's his funny. eyes a little bit. I, I gave him a safe place yeah. to where we could go and explore. Now, we've been on other ghost hunts where 
where he's been a little bit embarrassing because I thought I got an EVP and it was just him being excited that the house they were in had a cat and he's sitting there whispering sweet nothings to the cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, Friend Sarah's house. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, you, you know... Um, you know, I, I so I've experienced things that uh, you really are hard to smith. You know, when we were in Sarah's house and we were doing this investigation, they had an armoire in the, in the dining room. Now the family's out at the park; they're away from the house, and it's just me, Jeffrey, and Jason. And we're in this house, and as we're leaving, you hear this scrape across the floor, and you can see this two hundred pound, three hundred pound armoire just moved like two inches away from the wall mm-hmm. and nobody nobody could explain that and um you know i've been in cemeteries at night doing investigations where i feel like i've been touched and i go back on the recording and right where i say like i feel like somebody just touched me you hear a voice out of nowhere say something um it, it's hard for me to dismiss those things and so i i i yeah. every time uh, one of those experiences happens it just pushes me a little bit further down the rabbit hole of i i don't know exactly what it is but i know that there's something there and there's more to explore and there's more to deep dive um and then you start diving into you know american folklore with bigfoots and skinwalkers and mothmans and messy nessies and all that um and it's just it's fucking fascinating it is cool um yeah i mean i get i could spend a lifetime doing we've been at this seven years i could honestly spend a lifetime talking about this stuff that's how much it just fucking touches my soul there you go that's awesome dude um Steve, what about you, man? What got you down the UFO, alien? Kind of the same thing. Uh, I mean, like I said, yeah. movies, video games. That that was definitely the thing. Uh, obviously, Fire in the Sky. There's another movie I, I've I've tried to find it so many times. It was such a weird movie. The it was a VHS I used to rent at Dillon's back in the day. It had like a the old type of like house, like I don't know, house built like maybe in like the 40s, like a country house, and it was mm-hmm. like white. And then there was an alien light above it that would beam down and then make the brightness go up above it. And there was this, like, scene where she would be abducted and then the aliens would do an experiment on her. And then she kept having this dream that she was pregnant and having this alien baby. And I remember that hybrid alien-human baby was so freaking creepy. And, like, that was... And it wasn't visitors in the night? I don't think so. I... I thought we solved this problem back in like. I think we might have. I think I might have found it on YouTube. I thought we found Intruders it, or something. Yeah, Intruders or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it might be that. I need to. I need to rewatch it. But yeah, it's it, that would be it. It's just movies, man. So it's kind of a piggyback just pop off culture. The same question. Yeah, for yep. sure. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. Oh yeah. Well, we're coming around the bend here, guys. The last question from isaac and don't worry folks it's a four-part question number one steve do you want to be abducted by aliens Mm, i've said this before on uh the show and definitely in convo um yeah i i honestly i think it i think it'd be awesome but it would be extremely terrifying obviously for just the experience of it like uh I would think I don't think that'd be like anything exciting or pleasurable. It'd be pretty damn fucking <laughs> scary. Um, yeah. But more so the fact of coming home and and knowing something like that happened to you, and whether it was traumatic or it was amazing or whatever the hell the case may be, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna fucking believe you. 
Right. Like you know what I mean? And even if people do believe you, they're still gonna have that doubt. They're still gonna look yep. at you different. Even if they do fully yep. believe you, they're still gonna look at you different. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's one of the chosen yeah. one. But uh so yeah, that just sounds miserable to me. But um but then again, like that that would give you such a jolt in life, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. for the best, but definitely could definitely sway to the worst you know what i mean yeah definitely um, scared. i said it again you're right i've said the quote before but there's a dave matthews quote about what would uh, if martians fell from the sky what would it do to god and that's one of the craziest things man is like mm-hmm. it just changes your perception of everything if you were to encounter one of these things man yeah. um, my answer is no i don't but yes i do but no i don't think i want to but maybe but probably not but yeah, you're insane. <laughs> Gaslight, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Preston, what about you, man? I mean, I, th- I, th- I think it uh, depends on what type of alien abduction we're dealing with. If it's like the Mar- Marcel Duchamp, uh, where uh, he got abducted to the planet of Theuba, and he was hanging out with a ship, and he got to see some Fallout 76 shit with some Asian-looking people on a planet, and, you know, giant ants. I, fuck yeah, dude, take me on that adventure. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> if it's more like fire in the sky, where they're shoving shit up my ass and, like, I'm doing out. experiments on me, I'm, I'm probably going to have to back out a little bit yeah. on that and say, that's not for me, yeah. dog. Um, you know, my Fair. buddy Steve over here, that might be his thing. Go to his house and get him. But if we're going on a mm-hmm. time-traveling adventure like Rick yeah. and Morty, sign me up. Morty. Yep. Well, you guys remember the story we did? Um, gosh, it might have been one of the first late night episodes. Um, there was Dave Huggins, who was the guy who would paint the photos of his sexual encounters with aliens. Hmm. I mean, that I think I did didn't sound that, that yeah. bad. Didn't sound too bad at all. So maybe, I do. <laughs> but, but I don't. <laughs> but I mean, maybe I'll hurt your boy. Let me look at that subreddit real quick. Boom shakalaka. Okay, cool. Question number two: If you become a ghost after you die. Where are you haunting, and what is your M.O.? I'll go first. Um, I'm just going to haunt my friends, and it's just going to be general tomfoolery. I'm going to be stacking chairs in your kitchen, you know, a la poltergeist. Uh, when you leave the room, I'm going to you know, move the remote somewhere else. Uh, I'm going to hide your valuables. I'm going to move dolls and toys really, really slow. Uh, I'm just going to fucking just drive you nuts. That's my M.O., man. Just sheer controlled chaos. What about you, Presto? I'm haunting the kids, and um, I'm, I'm gonna like because Dad used to always say like me and Jason were out to get his treasures and to throw shit away. So like after I die, I I know that realistically like sixty percent of my shit's gonna be gone, and so I'm just gonna like pop up mm-hmm. in like the most inopportune time and be like, "You threw away my treasures," and then Obi Wan Kenobi the fuck out, um, and just basically just troll my kids for the rest of, the, they of their lives. Orders. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no shit. Hey, I got to give a shout out real quick to you and your dad. Um, I have a John Wiener treasure right here. You gave me a pretty Fuck. neat set, a uh, partial yeah. set of these United Postal Service monster um, stamp enamel pins. I just have a couple more I got to find. But yeah, dude, I uh, I love these things so much. But Steve, what are you doing? Where are you haunting and why? Oh, yeah. Well, I can't give the perv answer, so I'm going to go with the stunner answer. <laughs> right. We're all just going to dance around that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's do uh, do the stoner answer. I would just mess with stoners while they're getting stoned. Just just fuck with them. I think that'd just be so... Yeah, just be so cool. 
<laughs> a haunted grinder. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Shit, yeah. All right, Steve. Is cool. it cheating if you get down and dirty with a ghost? Um, asking for asking for a friend. Yeah, like it's the same the same question as above. Like, uh, can't really give a pervy answer, but uh, so I don't know. Like, I don't think it's cheating to get on the ghost because it's not fucking consensual. Mm. There you go. So let's not dance around that. So I think mm-hmm. it's unwanted advances by a ghost. But some people are into that, so I won't kink shame you or nothing of that sort. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I've heard all that stories about the succubus, incubus thing and mm-hmm. paralyzed, paralyzed of now. That shit all sounds terrifying. So, Preston, what about you, man? Cheating with a ghost? Is it or isn't well, it? It depends. Now... If I don't see the ghost and the ghost is not visible, then I'm I, I'm th- I'm thinking to myself like I just mastered some weird tantric sex ritual shit. Like look at me, boom! But if I see the ghost, mm-hmm. I, I I would feel guilt. I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe I did this thing. So, I mean, it's 50, 50 split down the room. John says ghost busting has an entirely new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ghost busting. <laughs> busting straight busting i mean hey dude speaking of ghostbusters there is that you know very 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 famous scene where dan Aykroyd is just getting a uh mouth hug from a specter so oh you know, yeah Gross. i think I it all comes down to con uh consent man it all comes down to consent if you consensually partake i think it's cheating if something happens unbeknownst to you or your will you know uh, eh, yeah begs begs a question all right, final hard-hitting question, folks, to close out the episode. Which is worse, ghost syphilis or real herpes? This is the last question of the fucking episode. Thanks, Isaac. Make it a, <laughs> yeah. make it a special one. <laughs> this is my answer. Man, this is I literally think... what I wrote. Uh-huh. Is this real shit, LMAO? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm thinking syphilis, dude, because still, like syphilis can come back and what's going to be bad about ghost syphilis is like you're going to go to your doctor and be like doc I got these weird fucking ulcers on my dick or my you know my vagina he opens it up and he just sees like the ghost from Pac-Man like a bunch of them (laughs) oh you have ghost syphilis hey they're going to lift the robe and you're just going to see here take some of these pellets and (laughs) yeah or he's going to look the doctor's going to look she might could be a girl doctor um and there's nothing there. And then you get out to your car and look down at, you know, it's like poltergeist where the guy's like just ripping his own face off. And <laughs> yeah. He's got his boils all over your junk. Oh. I think ghost syphilis. Preston, what do you think, man? Man, I'm going to agree. Because here's the thing, like real herpes, I mean, it's probably not fun, but you can take some pills for that, you know, control that shit that way. How, what what medication are they going to give you for ghost syphilis? Am I going to have to drink like holy water and sage juice for the rest of my life? Am I going to have to go dick my <laughs> dip my pecker in salt every other morning? Like you can't you can't guarantee me that you can cure that or or at least subside the the you know you know what's going on with my dicks dicks not ghost version so there there's there's no guarantees yeah. with that at least with real herpes yep. there's a guarantee that you can just boop. I mean, you'll be good for a week, dog. Go have fun. What do I do if I got the ghost set? Man, it's just quality. Quality content yeah. here, boys. Yeah. yeah. Preston's going to go <laughs> to a communion 
or a mass, and like you're just gonna hear this weird splashing during the dead quiet parts and pressing the holy just water, dipping his dick in the holy water. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, think about that. Is like what? What? How do you fix that? Do you go to a priest and be like, dude, exercise my penis, like? I don't know that there's a priest out there that's going to do that. <laughs> yeah. nice. I need a sexorcism. Yeah. <laughs> we might need to copyright that, boys. Yeah. Already get flagged. Yeah, I need you yeah, to perform a dickorcism. Right. Hurry up. Come on. Get the <laughs> demons out. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm just getting the demons out. That would out. be a good porno video game. The, what the exorcist the game yeah it was just go around just uh, <laughs> beat, you've heard of goat simulator how about sexorcist simulator yeah uh, you go around beating the ghosts out man yeah look at All right, that this is the, this is the best priest in town two tugs and guaranteed to get it out come on <laughs> yep <laughs> Well, we want to thank everybody who wrote in uh, with your questions, with your stories, also with everybody who kind of hung out with us live while we did these recordings. Uh, it's been a blast. We had absolutely the most so interactions um, with these last two episodes. Really appreciate it. Big shout out to Lazarus Corbo for you know jumping on with us and giving us that bonus content. Um, this has been a lot of fun. We really, really appreciate you guys. I appreciate everybody, especially you two guys and, and Rob as well, man. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for seven years. Um, it's just a stupid little hobby. I should probably promote the hell out of it, and I just don't because to me, I'm just goofing with my buddies. But um, it's been a lot of fun. Paranormal Highway is still very long. There's lots to cover, so I don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon. Knock on, knock on wood. But... Um, the friends we've made along the way, everybody helping out. I definitely want to get back to doing some, you know, stuff, you know, live on the scene, some ghost hunting and stuff like that. I want to do some more roundtable stuff with John and Leslie. And, of course, the Paranormal Dot Cafe is going to be a lot of fun. But uh, anyway, that's my little ramble. I appreciate everybody. It's been a lot of fun. Hell yeah. If you're on the old social medias, please give us a follow on Instagram. We are at PXL Paranormal. We are hovering at 799 Thanks, followers. By God, we're so close to 800, uh, getting closer to 1,000 every day. On Facebook, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Please like and subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple, please leave us a review and a rating. We'd love to uh, read those on air if you would do that for us. Um, Preston, what do you got on YouTube, man? Are we growers or showers? A little bit of both. We're at uh, 263 subscribers, so we've gone up by Ooh. one since last, mm-hmm. you know, week. So hell yeah, we're moving that counts. needle yeah. one little bit at a time. Yep. So if yep. uh, you're watching the live show tonight, <clears throat> David, uh, like and subscribe, little buddy. <laughs> They're back on Fortnite. Maybe don't let your grand- yep. grandparents know that you listen to the show because I don't want yeah. any phone calls of yeah. why, are you, why are you talking to my son yeah. like this? So. Um, Preston, we just want to know why uh, David came home and at the dinner table he was talking about ghost syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds. I mean, like, like I, I don't know where he got it from. Must be something weird at school, you know. Parent your you kid know, better. You Leave know, kids in YouTube, they could watch yeah. anything. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> look like me. Censoring his face from about? now on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Oh, good stuff, man. John says, "Congratulations, guys." Uh, my brother says, "Heck yeah, congratulations! It's been a fun ride. Keep it going." Um, fantastic look guys, guys. Fantastic sensual love ghost sensual love real herpes ghost syphilis no matter what you're getting or how you're getting it 
you got to up your game. And the only way to up your game is if you go over to BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. You can get yourself scents like Bay Rum, Fresh, Citrus, Mint, Classic, Sweet Tobacco. And if you're into the oils, which why shouldn't you be, he's got the barrel aged. Oh, my God. It makes me smell like, uh, like, like a man. So, I've never tried that. You, try you that. should try it. Yeah. Get it all. Get it at Dobbs. <laughs> all right. If you're in the Wichita area, please see our beloved friend Leslie and the rest of the gang at CD Trade Post, Pawnee Seneca. Seneca.com. Pawnee and Seneca. Pawnee and Seneca.com. All right. That about does it for this episode. I got a little pickle beer left in my glass, so I raise this and say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. And rest in peace, Tina Turner. And Preston's brother, apparently. Jesus Christ. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.